The views and opinions expressed on the 10-8 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 10-8 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. Put me in a special school, designed such a fool, and I don't need a single book to teach me how to read. Who needs stupid books? They are for petty crooks, and I will learn by studying the lessons in my dreams. So turn off the TV, cause that's what others see. morning good afternoon and good evening what is going on everybody my name is officer y and welcome to episode 16 of the 10 8 podcast today's show is called new year same you now what my guest today is nick wall he's a nutritionist from the united kingdom i've been working with him personally uh to move along my own weight loss and uh certain health goals for i probably about four months now and i have had tremendous success and i've got to tell you that his guidance has been the reason for it so we're going to dive into that interview in just a few but first i got to do some housekeeping first off i want to welcome everyone listening and i'm hoping that there's a lot of carryover from last week's episode from with uh sergeant kenny williams definitely want to say thanks for last week Last week, we hit number 50 on the Apple podcast ranking chart for comedy interviews, which is crazy to think that out of all the comedy interview podcasts in America, this one, this silly little podcast, rounded out the top 50. I love it, and I can't wait to see where we go from here. Um, I want to thank Kenny Williams and Street Cop Training for helping me out up to this point beyond merely just being on the show. So I just wanted to give that shout out. So if you're here from them, thank you. Please check out our previous episodes. Um, Episode one has Dennis on it and a lot of good stuff. A lot of great people that I've talked to in uh, 16 weeks. This will be the 16th. So hope you enjoy it. Hope you stick around. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good good stuff coming. So now that you are here and I have um, all these amazing listeners and these, these supportive people, I just want to remind you that if you are enjoying the content I make, please be sure to rate this podcast, subscribe to it, leave a review. I know Apple has reviews. I don't know if any other platforms do, but please check it out. And then share it with everyone who you think might like it. Uh, The more exposure I get, the more that I can do with this platform. And once again, I want to thank you for the opportunity to uh, speak to you guys every week. So if you're new... Uh, let me explain something to you. And if you're not new, just tone out for just one second. The beginning of my show each week, I like to talk about either an issue in the world or in policing or just something that I've got to get off my chest, something that's been under my skin. This week, I want to talk pretty briefly about kindness. Now, at the end of last week's episode, I preached about being kind to each other at work as a very blanket statement, right? Like, can't we all just get along? That kind of thing. And uh, I'm going to go through and extend it this week and talk to it. Uh, to being nice in our interactions with the community. Now, in the past, I've talked about community relations. Um, I've talked about being pleasant, 
answering questions that the public may have, high-fiving a kid, playing some football or, or baseball or whatever with kids on the streets, all that good stuff, all well and good. We're really good with it. But today, I'm going to challenge you to go even further with that. If you have a suspect, a defendant, someone that you're interviewing, something adversarial, right? The quote-unquote bad guy. And they're being a dick. They're cursing you out. They're busting your balls. They're giving you a hard time. You got to be nice to them. Be nice. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Ask him to walk. Be nice. If he won't walk, walk him. But be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you, and you'll both be nice. I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. Ain't called a cocksucker in personal? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Here's what it comes down to, folks. We know what the game is. Someone acts out, they show their ass. Then you get pissed off, and the fight is on. Use of force happens, and your body camera footage is on the internet for the world to see. Now, I want you to ask yourself, what's a better way for that to happen? If, before the fight starts, you, the police officer, is at a tactically sound, distant position away from the person, and you're saying, sir, or ma'am, whatever, I need you to calm down. Please calm down. They start calling you names. It's like, sir, I understand. Have a smile on your face. You know, if someone's calling you derogatory names, I don't care if you're a white guy, black guy. And I, I say guy, but that's unisex in this case. So please, I'm not saying that anything about females. If you're just taking it, it shows them as the aggressor, right? Now, yeah, part of it, it will get under your skin. And you're going to want to scream and get in their face and, and whatever. But listen, part of this is playing for the camera. But it does so much for the situation if you remain calm. Remember, we, the police, are the calm in the chaos. Screaming and acting irrationally, that's what they do. We are not supposed to be that way. We have moral high ground. Always remember that. All right. Now, now that I got that point across, I'm pretty sure you guys understand that. It's kind of been preached to law enforcement for as long as I've been on the job, verbal judo and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to move on. We, we can transition to a different and equally important topic, our health. Now, usually I talk about mental health, but today we're going to talk about physical health. Listen, we need to train, be it in the gym, CrossFit, guns, defensive tactics, whatever, or, or even in a classroom setting with street cop or, or all these other amazing training sites. Well, we also need to train ourselves to eat properly too. I've said it before, we are superheroes. It's time we start looking and acting like it. So that's where we bring in Nick Wall. So I'm not going to build him up and introduce himself. He can do that. So tune in. Here we go.
All right, we are back, and joining me is Nicholas Wall, and this is a first for me because we're actually talking to someone not in the United States, and he's also not a police officer. What's going on, Nick? How are you? Yeah, I'm amazing, man. Thanks for having me. Very good, very good. How are uh, how's things over over in England right now? Let's just put it this way: I'd rather be in America. We're still in a lockdown here. Oh, really? Is everything locked down over there? Yeah, everywhere. You can't go anywhere at all apart from the supermarkets or. Um, the hospital really that's it and yeah, when you leave yeah. the house you gotta you gotta wear a mask and all that yeah everywhere now apart from when you're in your own house that's crazy how long have you guys been in this lockdown so we had one from november to december which was a small second one and then it's been from um around about the last week of december now all the way through now every everywhere's completely done do they have any plans of opening it up or is it just gonna we don't know. We really, we, they've closed all the borders now. So it's taken a year, but they closed all the borders. So we oh, really wow. don't know. We think March or April for this one. Gotcha. So they're, uh, they're not letting anybody in. Nah. Well, there's been a couple of flights, but there's something been like four flights a day coming into the UK. So it's not been nothing major. Everything, gyms are short, all sorts of stuff like that. So it's not the best. Mm. Gotcha. That's, that's crazy. I mean, like we were talking about earlier today, uh, Florida has been good. We haven't gone into a second lockdown when the governor said we were open, we're, we're open. And I checked yesterday because, you know, I was getting some blowback about that. And, um, the numbers are showing that the cases in Florida are going down. So, so hopefully, hopefully we're, we're done with this soon. Cause it's like you said, it's been a year already and we're just, I'm, I'm sick of it. Sick of talking about it. Sick of doing things with it bored completely it's been good for work though we've got a lot of people coming to me so that's good that's right and you know we're going to talk about it in a minute but working with you and and the weight loss that i've done i could not touch a piece of gym equipment and still lose weight which is great and and it's it's very exciting so hopefully everybody that's listening is excited because one of the things that we go through as police officers and just busy inter- individuals is finding the time to cook or meal prep, cook, go to the gym, go to work, have a life. But your your program and everything that you've taught me has made it very fluid. And once it becomes a routine and becomes part of your daily routine, it's been great. So we're going to get to that. But let's start from the very beginning. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, what your what your background is, and we'll kind of roll from there. Yeah, so obviously I'm Nick, the owner and the, the nutritionist at Nick Wall Nutrition. Um, we've been around for around about eight, nine years now. Um, I'm something called AFN registered. So in the UK, that's the professional regulatory body for uh, professional nutritionists. And I've been on that register now for about five or six years. Um, a bachelor's degree in exercise physiology um and a master's degree in food and nutritional sciences um so yeah that's me set the company up a fair few years ago and we now got clients in 29 countries which is amazing that's crazy how how do people find you how did how did you reach 29 countries so it, initially you know social media is a great thing um you're not going to lie it's very slow to start and you get the social media posts from people getting bigger and bigger the odd person posts with who's got quite a lot of followers, it reaches out. Um, I remember, I can pinpoint it pretty much exactly that. Someone posted a couple of Christmases ago 
and they were following an American trainer's um, exercise regime, following my nutrition. And that person had a million followers. I can't remember her name. Uh, and she posted her transformation picture, tagged me in it. And that's where the American and Canadian sort of big client base has come from. It's all grown from there. That's great. That's really good. And it's still going strong. I feel like every day I talk to you, you've got a new country that you're working with or a new client. So that's that's great. And I'm very happy to hear it. Um, so just to kind of further tell people, so the register that you're part of in the UK, wh- what are the stipulations for you to get on that register? Okay, yeah. So basically, you have to have at least a degree in a nutritional uh, science um, area of university. And you don't always get on it just through having that. So you have to cover specific areas in nutrition. And if you don't cover those areas, and you've not studied those areas, then if you say, have 10 areas to cover, and you cover nine of them, you can't get on it. So you have to specialize in every single area to be able to 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 be professionally registered and that's why there's not many in the united kingdom can you uh just give a you don't have to give them all but an idea of what are the areas that need to be covered in order to get that yeah of course so obviously things like anatomy and physiology even though that's not nutrition field it's also about you know the body at the same time and maternal nutrition so pregnant women pre and post pregnancy um nutrition for certain deficiencies, nutrition for certain illnesses, nutrition around sport and exercise. So there's just a few there. Right, right. Okay. So what I'm trying to get my listeners to understand is, you know, your stuff. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. It's you're not these people that come up on the internet and are just saying, Hey, follow me because you know, I got, I got, I figured it out. No, you, yeah. you've, you've done, you've taken the time, you've got the training, you've got the know-how. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's all about no, no, nothing I do is not backed by science. It's all scientifically backed. I won't say don't eat that because you lose more weight. It's all scientifically backed. Right, right. That's great. And we're going to talk about it when we start talking about fad diets, how so many of these come up and say, oh, take this or eat a lot of this or don't eat a lot of that or don't eat any of that. And there's, like you said, there's no scientific backing. We'll go through all of them. We'll, we'll really run a fine tooth comb through everything. So let's just talk about general nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the majority of my followers, but not all of them are law enforcement. It's kind of hard to keep your nutrition up and, and not, not fall into bad habits, especially working long shifts and, and things like that. So what are some general nutrition tips that you would give just any anybody just to start so it's all about a good balance it's a boring word but balance is key you know good food what people would perceive as bad food even though there isn't any bad food just less nutritionally dense food a good mix but overall keeping the better stuff in there is is vital and and that is it there's no need to restrict anything at all gotcha so so what you're saying basically is if we have a bad day and let's say you know, you don't eat your, your chicken breast, rice and broccoli, but instead, you know, life happens and you've got to go to the takeout and you've got to get something from a restaurant. You can still, the, the diet is not lost at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a case of you do what you do and you jump back to what you know, as soon as you can, you know, a lot of people have a couple of weeks off, just like we have over Christmas, 
it doesn't matter. You know, you've got another 50, 50 odd weeks in the year. Two weeks over Christmas where you're having a good, you know, letting yourself go a bit isn't going to determine what your results are over the period of the year. So it doesn't matter. Right, right, exactly. And and, and the same, and we were talking about that. Um, just for background for my listeners that don't know, I've been working with you for about three, going on four months now. Yeah. Um, since I've started, I've lost 30 pounds. And during Christmas, I, I was the same way. I took some time off. I actually beat myself up a little bit because I gained a little bit. And you just said, you know, jump right back on it. We'll be right as rain. And sure enough, this week I ended up losing, losing weight. So exactly. And that's it. Too many people after a, a period like that, you know, will go extreme and not really eat much because they want to lose what they gain. Anything you gain over a sh- gain over a short period is lost in the same amount of time. Anyway, it's all temporary. You just go back to doing what you know works and it gets back down. Right. Right. Exactly. And like you said, it, it's a balance because and that's where we all, you know, I could tell you in, in the past where I was gaining weight, I was like, all right, well, I need to lose weight. I need to lose it fast. And then I would just stop eating. I would, I've done, I've done uh, fast. I've done things like that. And they just, they look, they look good. The numbers go down really quick and then they go right back up even quicker. So, so we're talking about balance. What do you, what do you think about as far as like, hydration. We talked about this when I started working with you. Um, everyone always kind of preaches to, or preaches to me, a gallon of water a day, drink a gallon of water. And before you know it, I'm not getting any work done because I'm in the bathroom 30 times a day. So let's, let's start with that. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no massive right or wrong when it comes to hydration. Obviously we need to get a good amount of, of water in. Now you, you people, uh, misunderstand a lot of, of water intake and hydration as you've got to drink water. A lot of it comes through your foods. A lot of it, you know, if you have a bowl of oatmeal uh, and you've got some, say you put some water in there with maybe some protein powder, that water in your porridge counts as some of your water for the day. So you don't have to drink, you know, that gallon of water. You probably drink a litre and a half, two litres of that. And the rest of it can come from your foods. Absolutely. See, and I was always told, especially when exercising, um, don't count water consumption from food and don't count water consumption while you're exercising. And I was like, that makes absolutely no sense. If it's going in my body, it's going in my body. Exactly. That, and, and this is it. There's a lot of it's, it's the, the, the power of the Internet, you know, mm-hmm. telling you what to do. Yep, exactly. And I always call it street science. You know, you talk to people who have absolutely no idea what they're talking about. It may have worked for them, but it's far from actually hard science with numbers and facts and things like that. So um, what would you say, why is a good, good diet just as important, if not more important than exercise? Yeah. So, I mean, the simple thing for that is, and you can say, right, I go and work out. I burn 350 calories during my workout in one hour. You can eat 350 calories in 20 seconds. It's as simple as that. So, you know, if you if you go to the gym and go, you know, as you say, balls to the wall, go crazy, you can get that those calories that you've just burned back really quick. So that's mm-hmm. where the food side of things is as in, well, more as important as the exercise itself, because otherwise, you know, you can put in 3000 calories extra a day and you're not going to make any progress in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know when I was doing intermittent fasting couple of years ago. Um, that's, that's how it was sold to me. It was like, Oh, well, if you just only eat one meal a day, you know, you're not going to consume all your calories in that one meal. 
and thus you're going to be automatically losing weight and that didn't work so well so because like you said it, it it adds up super quick and you think you're just eating one meal and you're thinking well it's my only one meal so i can really go kind of crazy on it and you, you end up doing more damage than good so when we're talking nutrition you know there's a lot of protein-based diets now people are talking either carnivore or keto or whatever but why is it so important to make sure that you also have fat and carbs in your diet yeah of course so you know when you've got all your different nutrients if you're avoiding certain types you know with foods there'll be certain types of nutrients that your body won't be getting so if you avoid um let's say the carbohydrates there are lots of whole grains and lots of different nutrients in those that you won't get from fats or proteins. So automatically you're voiding yourself of a lot of nutrients there. And the same goes for fats, you know, certain people do carbs and protein and no fats. And if you avoid the fats, you're avoiding so many healthy foods that your body will not work sufficiently. So, okay. So when we're talking about that, is calorie counting really as important as people make it seem? See, this is a big debate at the minute, isn't it? It's it's people count calories and they say you have to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. You have to do this. You have to do that. Everybody's different. So, you know, what works for one person, like you said, doesn't work for another. And simply just saying going into a calorie deficit, you'll lose weight isn't the be all and end all. You know, if you ate, let's just say, I don't know. 3,000 calories of pizza a day, you know, and you're in a deficit, are you still going to lose weight? Because mm. the, all the dough in your belly may absorb more water, which means that you'll weigh heavier. So that deficit isn't actually a deficit in the end because you're holding a lot more water weight and a lot more food weight. So it is, it is more to, there is more to it than a calorie deficit. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I'm glad you said that. So when we first started, actually, when people just see the meals that I prefer, uh, that I make and prepare and they're surprised that oh you're losing all this weight but you still got a whole lot of rice in there you've got potatoes you've got all this and you know people are just so afraid of carbs and they're thinking that okay even if i'm just going to be dieting like normal uh, i still have to cut down and they're just shocked by the amount of carbohydrates that i eat or whatever and i'll even show pictures of a full bowl of cereal and they're like you can eat breakfast cereal on a diet like this, this is whole. So can you talk a little bit? Cause I know when we first started, you were talking about, like you just said about the, um, the pasta and rice kind of retaining water inside you, but can you kind of go a little bit further in that and why it's okay to eat rice and potatoes and things like that and still lose weight? Yeah, of course. So, so it, it all boils down to, you know, being wise as to what you're eating. And it is quite tricky at times because you hear the information of carbs, do this, carbs, do that. Now, yeah, carbs will make you hold water in your body. And that is the whole reason why, and I know we'll get onto it, the ketogenic diet seems so appealing because there's no carbs for you to hold water. Now, carbs get a bad rep because people seem to think carbs as right. Carbs is sugar, so it's no cakes, no pastries. Oh, carbs, it's pizza. What about potatoes and what about rice and what about all these other things that are grown? You know, people won't think twice about eating vegetables like broccoli and, and green beans, but a potato is, you know, a vegetable. So why mm -hmm. do people avoid these ones? And, and, you know, it's your primary fuel source when you're eating carbohydrates. 
that's what we we will help us perform. We get glycogen in our muscles through carbohydrates and glycogen is what fuels our workouts. If we don't have any glycogen in our muscles, again, that comes from carbs, then we're not going to perform as best as we can. And especially you guys on the police force who work really, really hard. And some of you, you know, you've got all your hot gear on and all the, everything you have to wear. You need some carbohydrates in you to fuel your days for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know when I was doing keto a couple of years ago, you know, they talk about the keto flu and I just felt miserable. I just, you know, had no energy. I remember my workouts were trash. I just was not up to my par, but I was losing weight. So I was like, all right, I'll suffer because the numbers are looking good. And I, I know many people, you know, and, and the reason we're doing this interview, this conversation now is because everyone coming from the new year, you know, new year, new me. And they're doing, they're hitting the gym, they're doing keto, they're doing intermittent, whatever their, their trend is. And, you know, and I'm trying, I, I keep telling them, don't do that. Like, stop and listen to me and, and go talk to Nick. Um, so exactly. And can you talk a little bit about sugar? We talked about uh, when we first started that sugar, you know, un unprocessed sugar in your stomach or in your body just automatically becomes fat. Can you kind of talk about the science on that? So when it yeah when it comes to sugar you know a little bit's fine as everything moderation if we overconsume too much sugar you know when you're thinking looking at some table sugar you know it hits your liver turns to fat there's nothing else for sugar to to, to do um, when certain foods let's say a piece of fruit for example uh, that has sugar in sugar is still sugar but the fibers um, the fiber in the fruit will break your sugar down but if you're looking at white white sugar, sugar in sweets and stuff, the only time you may get a little benefit out of it is post-workout where it, it potentially absorbs more of your nutrients quicker because your body's craving them. Other than that, you know, too much sugar, and that is the carb that, you know, isn't the best. That's where it hits your liver and can turn to fat for sure. Mm -hmm. And you said about having sugar after a workout. Is that why people will consume like gummy bears or something after a hard workout? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so sometimes when you finish a workout, your muscles need nutrients to them, and the sugar um, can help transport the nutrients from your post-workout shake into your muscles a little bit quicker. Okay, very good. I, someone again, street science tried to explain that to me, and it went right over my head. So, yeah. <laughs> and and then and then before you know it, you see these guys in the gym. They're like they're skipping amino acids or whatever, and we'll talk about that too. But and they're just globbing on a whole bag of, you know, Swedish fish. And you're like, uh, I don't think you're doing it right. <laughs> now, this is where this is where um, a lot of um, people in the gym will take insulin so they can eat all things like that. And it doesn't really affect them too much. You know, that's a whole different gotcha. kettle of fish. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK. Um, and then what about so when we're talking about sugar and, and um people always see me and I'm drinking like a diet Coke or a Coke zero or a zero sugar monster or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you, you can't drink that because diet soda is worse than regular sugar or regular soda. What, what is uh, your response to that? So for that, you know, everyone needs to do their own research on that. But from where I stand is what you get about certain artificial sweeteners is absolutely true. You know, too much of it, just like anything can harm you. But what isn't true is there's it is very exaggerated. Um, these things, diet sodas, can still affect you, but the amounts you would need to have on a consistent basis over a long period of time 
is what you would need to see any adverse effects. The amounts most people will never ever reach that amount to have it affect you. So where the claims are very, very true, um, it's not always as clear cut as it looks. That's good. What about what about alcohol consumption? Can you lose weight while consuming alcohol? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a lot of clients. I've got some in Dubai. They have a regular sort of Friday thing. They still can. They can go. They go drinking. People in England, we love a pub. We love going having a drink. Of course, you can. It's all about that balance again. You know, some people will drink a hell of a lot, and it will affect the rate at which they burn their fat. So it's all about using it wisely. A few drinks once a week isn't a problem, not not at all. But if it goes on too often, the alcohol will shoot your metabolism and the, the rate at which you burn your, your fat as such will really slow down. So it's a case of using it wisely and not too regular. Gotcha. That makes sense. What about um, supplements? You know, we, we've talked a little bit about it um, in our conversations, but especially people that work out a lot, they're, they're really big into things, pre-workouts, they take all these different vitamins, they take uh, amino acids. So what are some benefits or what are some fabricated benefits on, on these different supplements? So let's say um, pre-workout. I've taken it and to be honest, the odd time, I still take it every now and again. If you get a, what's the word, a, you know, placebo effect is what it is naturally, uh, that it, you feel like it's working for you. And that means that you work out harder because your head's itching a bit or your face is itching. Oh, it must be working. It's just a bit of caffeine. You know, it, it's no mm. miracle, miracle powder that makes you lift heavier. It just gives you the effect or, or a feeling that something's happened. So you're like, oh, yeah, we'll go harder. I must feel it. But if you overtake it, I know you can feel awful on it and you won't perform anywhere near what you will. So it's a balancing act. You know, you don't need them at all. But some people like to take them because they feel like they get a bit of a boost from them. And that's fine. Yep. What about things like uh, amino acids? Are they Is that worth taking? or Again, amino acids are, let me say more needed or more suitable should i say to vegans because amino acids contain three amino acids that aren't in plant-based foods and those three amino acids can turn non-complete proteins incomplete proteins into complete proteins if you have those three essential amino acids that come from the powders or whatever it may be so again an amino acid won't make you work out any better. It won't do anything major for you. If if you're drinking one in the gym, you know, just drink water. It'll hydrate you, you know. It's, it's yeah, a case yeah. of, and, and some of them taste nice, and that's fine. But, you know, you don't need it. You don't need mm -hmm. it. What about, um, like, creatine? That was another one that people, you know, they always take. And I was like, after a while, when I realized what it was doing to my body, I'm like, I'm retaining water. Like, <laughs> I want to lose weight. I'm retaining water, so it's going, and that's why I stopped drinking things like Bangs because they have creatine in the drink. So I was like, I'm not going to take more of it because I'm going to essentially weigh more because I'm retaining more water. Yeah, and and when it comes to creatine, um, this is another one. This is another one where the claims are true, but they're exaggerated. Creatine is great, but we only need so much of it now. Your our bodies 
meat eaters again it will support we will get enough protein sorry enough protein enough creatine from our protein sources again vegans they may be some some who need to supplement creatine but anything over what our body needs will just get weed out will come out of us get sweated out get weed out when we go to the toilet and that is that so if you get oh we load up on it for so much a day for a week and then we have this much here and there you're just basically weeing your money away because we'll get enough through our meat right right exactly and and i think that's that's really why i'm harping on these supplements right now because you know i don't know how it is over there but you go to a supplement store you'll go in for three items you'll you'll be a couple hundred dollars less in your pocket and and if you have a balanced diet you don't need any of it because they're called supplements for a reason, but you know, just go to the grocery store and make wise choices and you don't need that. Absolutely. And again, it's, it's, it's a case of, like you say, it supplements something that's not in the diet. So for example, you know, you go to the doctors, you have some blood tests done and you're lacking iron. If you can't get enough through your diet, get yourself an iron supplement. That's great. But far too many t- people take, Oh, a multivitamin. A multivitamin, why? You might not be deficient in anything. So unless you know, then you can get a specific one, specific supplement to support what's needed. We don't really need them. Don't get me wrong, you know, they won't harm, won't harm to take them. But again, wasting your money most of the time. Right, because isn't it, like you said, if you take, let's let's just say vitamin D. Let's just use that because it came to my mind. You, say you're not deficient in it at all. You take a multivitamin that's, say, mostly vitamin D, then your body isn't going to accept more. It's not like it's going to build up a vitamin D storage, right? It's just going to, you're just going to pass it through. Yeah, we need so much um, a day. Now, vitamin D is one. In the UK, I mean, it'll be a little bit different where you are, but in the UK, Pretty much every person in the UK should take vitamin D if they can, because we don't get enough through our food and we certainly don't get enough through the sunlight because it's really, really cold here. So, um, Mm. you know, most people in the UK will need vitamin D, but other supplements, most other supplements, it's a case of if you need them and your doctor sort of you have some tests done, then that's when to take them. The rest of the time, you can get the most of it through your food, as long as it's balanced, obviously, as long as it's a good Mm. balanced diet. And what about like fish oils? Is that something the same thing you can get for, through food or is there really no benefit to it? Or this, Again, it's one of those where if you feel like you want to take it, that's fine. It can't harm. But a lot of people will be sort of right. We, I don't eat salmon, so I need to take an omega-3 tablet. Now, that's all well and good, but that doesn't automatically mean you're getting the goodness of what comes from the salmon because – when you take the salmon, you've also got lots of other essential vitamins and nutrients in there. You know, all your vitamins, things like selenium as well, that you won't get from the omega-3 tablet. So you, you, you're replacing the omega-3. Okay, that's fine. But what about all the other vitamins and nutrients that are in there? You're missing out on them as well. So it's not as simple as that. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. And, you know, someone once told me with dieting, and this is probably the best street science diet tip anyone ever gave me before I met you was if you're eating food or taking something and your grandmother wouldn't recognize it as food, don't take it. And, and that's kind of it. Like all these protein powders and all this, these other things, all these other supplements, you know, if your grandmother wouldn't recognize it, it's probably not what you want in your body. Exactly. Yeah. Couldn't put it better myself. That's perfect. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yep. So uh, we're going to talk about um, working out real quick. Why is it so important for people to warm up and cool down instead of just going straight to lifting heavy? Yeah. Simple one is avoiding injuries. You know, your body, a lot of people you'll see go straight in. Let's do, I don't need to warm up. Let's bench press, you know, 80 kilos and bang, the chest goes. We need to do lots of, of, of repetitions early on with either no weight or really light weight. Just get warmed up, get their muscles warm, less chance of, of anything sort of tearing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so bad. I, I can do the warm-ups. It's usually the cool down and, and this one, stretching. I suck yeah. at stretching. Why is it so important to stretch? For the exact same reason, you know, if you if you lean over to pick something up, you can snap a snap a tendon easy. Whereas if you're warmed up and you take your time and you cool down, do the same. Again, it's just keeping your muscles nice and, you know, revved up and ready to go or to cool down. I do that. I leave the gym, just get back in the car. But mm-hmm. it's not wise. Right, right. Absolutely. And I, I woke up today it, with a sore back and I'm sure, you know, with, with the police officers listening, we wear the gear. We're, we're in tight in a car all day. And then if we're not stretching regularly, you know, my chiropractor loves it because I keep him in business, Yeah, but you know, it really jacks up your back, your back muscles and, and things like that. All right. So now we're going to talk about the kind of the highlight of the conversation. We're going to, we're going to start going through all these little fad diets okay. um, and, and these different, you know, quick fixes that are supposed to fix you just right. So let's start with detoxes. Let's talk about juice cleanse. Those are really big, especially on the internet. People are always trying to sell their cleanse. So what is what is so great about these detoxes and juice cleanses? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, I'd like to say, yeah, they're amazing. But no, I mean, no juice can detox your body. It, it, it's, it's as simple as. And, and to be honest, the more and more you see people doing it on the internet and Instagram and all that, the more and more you'll hear this answer um, that there's nothing to say that eating well and exercising won't support your body. Um, our bodies have got something really sophisticated for detoxing itself. And it's our liver, our kidneys, our gut, our skin, our lungs. They're all important. So, you know, our body detoxes itself. There's nothing amazing that a juice can do that your body can't do. You know, you've got a few animal trials around there that show um, some foods could support our body's natural um, detox pathways, but there's currently no human trials to support that anything is more efficient than our own body at detoxing itself. So, yeah, stay, stay away from them. So, so we don't need detoxes or detox teas. That's another big one. What about like, you know, I, I've, I've heard so many people, they take, um, lemon water every morning or they take, uh, water with like cayenne pepper and, and turmeric in it or whatever. What, what about that? What's, what's up with all that? Yeah. So I know a lot of people and, 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 and we see it more in America, but that's just because, you know, there's, there's a bigger population there. Lemon water doesn't wake up your liver. Um, because your liver doesn't sleep, you'd be dead. <laughs> you would be dead if your liver slept. So all you can do is support your liver is to eat a good variety of foods and don't drink too much alcohol. Yeah, that's pre- pretty simple. And that goes back to everything in moderation. Yeah, absolutely. So what, ab- what about, oh man. So one time uh, my my unit was assigned during a hurricane. We had to live at the police department. Um 
So everything that was provided to us was very sodium based, you know, the food, at least um, we were not eating very well. And when we were done, everyone was all bloated. They were not feeling well. And a lot of people, it was almost me. If I had more money, I would have done it. Uh, bought these, these juice cleanses or whatever, or, or they were at least supple, you know, skipping, let's say a meal for juice. What, what's up with that? Yeah. Is, again, is there- sorry. No, a, a, a juice isn't a meal. You know, it, 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 you're talking the ones that, you know, a juice is good for maybe a little bit of a snack in between. You know, it can have some some good nutrients in it if you're blending some fruits up yourself. Absolutely. But I'm talk, we're talking here the ones that claim it's a meal replacement. Um, it, it's not a meal, meal replacement at all. So I urge people not to fall for any of the marketing. You know, it, a juice will never qualify as a meal. Um, even if they have got some nutrients in them. Uh, I, I guarantee that if you do a juice cleanse where you only drink a juice a few times a day, you won't feel happy, you'll be sad, you'll probably be angry, you'll have no energy and, you know, lots and lots of more negative things. Um, and yeah. then on top of that, a lot of people will drink these juices, but 150 ml of a juice counts as one of your five a day, no matter how many different fruits are in there. Um, so don't be fooled into a juice cleanse, cleanse company telling you that that's all you need to consume because it's just not true. Right, right. And you're you're not going to get the proteins you need. You're not going to get all these other things that you'll need. It's just there you go. They've got a few yeah. nutrients in them. Yeah, fruit and veggies great. But what about everything else that supports your body? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I did uh, earlier last year now uh, when I realized the scale was kind of tipping away from where I wanted it to be. Again, I wanted to do one of these crash course uh, cleanses. I took this uh, this green shake, and it was supposed to be that's it three times a day. Take this green shake, taste it like grass clippings, and it was terrible. And they said make it taste better by squirting some uh, like lemon flavoring in it. I can't look at that lemon lemon flavoring like without it. You know, it's it's awful. I threw it away. Um, and, you know, I just felt so tired. I felt terrible. I felt run down and it was, it was terrible. Plus all the sweating I was doing just for work and living and I couldn't work out. It was bad. And it was only a 10 day thing, but the amount of money I paid for it, the amount of suffering I did for it, I would never recommend it to my worst enemy. It was just so bad. Yeah. I mean, the thing you have with it is, and, and it's a balance, isn't it? That most people will go on a crash diet or a juice thing because they've not just tried to clean the diet up but they've gone from eating lots of rubbish like lots and lots of rubbish to oh i have to do this just Mm. you know most people just stop and think right well if i eat a little bit better it'll come down but people think no i've done all this i need to go to the other extreme and it's not Mm. like that at all you know it'll hurt you in the long run doing that right right absolutely what about um like anti-inflammatory diets. Okay, yeah, this is a big one at the minute. Um, and, okay. and, and again, over where you are and over here in the UK. Um, and this, for me, again, and, and like most things, this isn't this isn't a is completely aimed at the general public. Public, I'm not a doctor, so I can't give it anything on specific medical conditions here. This is based at me and you, you know, the, the general public. So mm-hmm. obviously, like the inflammation is. Um, your immune system's response to an injury. So in the short term, yeah, it can be a good thing, but there's increasing concern for chronic inflammation, right? So so 
we've got to look if food can help. So obviously it can, and there's a but, but when it comes to the anti-inflammatory diet, as they say, there's a massive lack of evidence that specific foods have a, have the power to reduce inflammation. So even things like turmeric. So turmeric is a big one at the minute where everyone's like, oh, it's anti-inflammatory this, anti-inflammatory that. There's been some tests in, uh, in a lab, so where you put it in a test tube, and yeah, it looks like it works. But that's far different cry from our bodies. Our bodies are far more complicated than a little glass test tube. So mm-hmm. there will be nowhere near a strong anti-inflammatory um, properties in turmeric as there are in things like ibuprofen. Um, so it's usually, you know, you have inflammation for a reason and these drugs that have been prescribed, and I'm not a fan of drugs, you know, but mm-hmm. ibuprofen and things like that are far more effective than some turmeric or a food. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of um, for law enforcement, military, I talk to them all the time. Ibuprofen is just like one of the food groups. Like, you know, you wake up, you take some and, and it is what it is, unfortunately. But, you know, I've yet to see any adverse effects of it. Uh, my mother a long time ago had a stomach ulcer that ruptured because of too much of ibuprofen and, and Tylenol. But, you know, it, again, as long as you're eating properly and everything, it, it should be fine. Absolutely. And, and, and again, you know, this anti-inflammatory diet that's around emphasizes fruit and veg, oily fish, fiber, plant fats, so your things like your nuts and stuff. But when you think about that, that's just a well-balanced diet. That's what me and you are doing now. Do you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's, nothing, it's not an anti-inflammatory diet. It's a good balanced diet. So it, it's, it's, you know, the, the anti-inflammatory diet, as they say, is pretty much in, you know, is consistent with what a Mediterranean diet says. So it's going to be beneficial because, yeah, you're eating fruits, veg, oily fish, plants, plant fats, fibres, you know, but not because these foods are anti-inflammatory, just because it's an overall good balance. Right, right, exactly. And, and it's kind of the, the, the takeaway point that we're trying to nail home today is, is as long as you're eating balanced, you're not going to have an issue. Yeah, and again, you know, it's 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 the marketing terms out there, the anti-inflammatory this, you've got to do this. Oh, I'm sold on that. It sounds amazing. But it is, yeah. that's just a good balance. And, you know, it, it, it's a case of, you know, it's a great way to eat. It really is. But make sure that your intentions are evidence-based so that it isn't obsessive or focusing on a certain thing like inflammation because, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this diet will help inflammation. Well, so will just general healthy eating you know yeah yeah and you know you talk about you know cure-all like a good diet is a cure-all but another cure-all that was going around for a while still pretty prevalent um i've kind of tuned out of it so i don't know if it's as big but is apple cider vinegar i used to say yeah my my sister and brother-in-law were very big on it they said you know you got to get this one you shake it up you take your shot every morning you'll be good to go and i did it and I did every way to doctor it up because I couldn't stand it. You know, I put water, lemon juice, whatever in it. It was just awful. Um, but people swear by it. What, yeah. what, is, what is the truth about apple cider vinegar? So I fell for it before. You know, I'm not perfect. I'm amazing at what I do, but I'm not perfect. Before, you know, I studied. Um, I was all into it. I was like, oh, apple cider vinegar in the morning. I'll have some of that. Then I'll I'll have my porridge and I'll have a bit more. And it means that the... You know, it'll break the food down faster. And I mean, it sounds great. 
you know, this is probably the only one I fell for. And apple cider vinegar is um, basically made when yeast digests um, sugars in apples and it converts them to alcohol. And then the bacteria from that turns the alcohol into something called acetic acid. And that makes apple cider vinegar. So they claim that apple cider vinegar is alkalizing and again, detoxing. But when you think about it, it's not because it can't be alkalizing because it's acetic acid. So it's acidic. So number right. one, straight away. Completely opposite of what it is. Exactly. So yeah. it's an acid, but they claim it's alkalizing. Um, so it's the total opposite. Now, it definitely doesn't cleanse your liver either because, again, there's no food that can detox you like that, as like we've just said before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, we we massively fall for that. Gut health, apple cider vinegar, you know, they claim that gut health is massively improved on it, but it can aggravate your, your stomach. It can also cause, you know, to, you to feel sick, give you heartburn, especially if you have it on an empty stomach. You know, that isn't a good thing when it's when it stings, when it goes down. I mean, that right. is not not a good thing. And the probiotic properties of an apple cider vinegar, are, are, you know, very, very, very small at best. So if you want to, you know, if you want some good bacteria and, and you're using apple cider vinegar for bacteria, um, then have some yogurt, you know, <laughs> that's that's far better for you. Yeah, for sure. And it tastes a whole lot better too. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something we have daily. Well, most days anyway. So that's a, it's definitely a lot better than taking an apple cider vinegar. But, you know, again, these, these claims, um, if they didn't make these claims then they wouldn't sell a product, would they? Right. Exactly. And, you know, I, I've used apple cider vinegar to cook, yeah. but that's that's about it and even now when i have to you know when i see a recipe that calls for apple cider vinegar i'm like yeah i don't know i i just i'm scarred by it are there uh anything else that any other claims that people make with apple cider yeah i mean there's a lot but the, the you know the the main ones you're probably looking at those you've got um blood blood glucose control so you know there's some some research again in the laboratory on rats um says you know that that it can but that's on rats, that's not on humans. So, you know, maybe it can. Um, again, we need more studies on it. So I can't confidently say, no, it doesn't do that. But I can't, nobody can say it does because there's not been a human study big enough to be able to support that. So, it, you know, just because it can level um, or manage blood sugars, if it does, it doesn't mean it can prevent or cure things like diabetes. So, you know, again, it's, it's a case of more... Um, more studies are needed. Again, the big one we want to take is weight loss. You know, they claim it's amazing for weight loss. It absolutely is not. Any research that's been done on it has always been inconclusive. So some suggest that it's like suppresses your appetite, but that'll make you feel sick and we don't want to advise that, do we? So, right, so right. you know, it's, it's, it's a no from me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that was the writing on the wall for me is I was taking, like I said, I was taking it daily and one day I took it right before work and I ended up throwing up and I was like, Nope, not doing it again. Why am I going to purposely take something that's going to make me sick? I'm not, not about it. Not, I will, you know, that, that should be, like I said, the writing on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a miracle supplement. It's good. It's good for addressing at times, but again, we need a lot more science on it. It's not to say some of those things aren't true. We just don't know yet. Mm -hmm, exactly. Um, all right. So now we're going to hit the, the heavy hitters, the, the big ones. Uh, first off, 
What about fat burners or thermogenics? I know a lot of people, they'll mix them with their, um, their pre-workout so that way they sweat more. That was another one I subscribed to. Do they really work? So the fat burners, one, and you know me answer to this, but the fat burners, I've got a girl who just finished with me this week. She looks amazing. It's probably one of my best transformations. And she was spending a fortune on uh, fat burners and was in the shape that she was in when she joined me. She comes off the fat burners, does six months with me. She looks amazing. Simple thing is fat burners. I would not give them my child or my dog if they were <laughs> overweight. So you wouldn't, if you're not going to do that, why would you take it yourself? Yep. And that goes back to what we were saying. If your grandmother wouldn't take it, why, why would you take it? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're going to, if, yeah, if you, if you're giving your child a fat burner, you'd go to prison. So uh, <laughs> they have to be knocking right. on my door. So if you wouldn't give it your child, why would you take it yourself? Yeah. That, yeah. That, and that's, that's a great, and that could be said for a lot of the different things that we put into our bodies and, you know, we just don't think. Yeah. It, and this is good marketing, you know, without good marketing, these wouldn't hold a place anywhere. Uh, it's just, it's just an unfortunate world that there's a lot of vulnerable people that will almost do anything to try and lose some weight, um, any other way than what the, what, what they should do. So it's, mm -hmm. it's a shame but whilst these things are out there and there's no regulations, it's it's going to continue. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, all right, here's the big one. This is like the Mount Olympus right now. Everyone's trying it. Ketogenic diets. What what is up with them? Is it? You know, I remember I was taking it. I lost a lot of weight on it, and then when I broke it, it all came back. And I remember I was concerned because, you know, you're eating all this greasy stuff, all this oily, fatty stuff. And when I went to see my doctor, I was really worried he was going to say that I had something wrong with my heart just because of what I was consuming for the, the time I was on it. So what what is up with ketogenics? Right. This one is going to hoss. It's going to cause some some divide and some arguments here. Um, <laughs> now, for a start, <clears throat> and again, this will become more apparent as time goes on. Um, it's basically um, in medicine used for treating children that don't respond to epilepsy medication. So epileptic children, uh, it's been going on for hundred years, hundreds of years, you know, a long, long time. So it's not new, um, but it, it's obviously recently come into the light for weight loss, but it's only ever um, works or, or it's only ever a positive in children's that don't children don't respond to epilepsy medication and also there's not been many but a trials that say it could um be effective way to manage type 2 diabetes now i deal with a lot of type 2 diabetics myself we don't um do keto you know at all we mm -hmm. just manage everything you know in a good way and we eat carbs now you know, there has been some 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 studies that have, have said that in some people it can manage type 2 diabetes. Other than that, there's nothing else to it, you know. Um, so solid evidence there to show that it, it, it reduces seizures in children. Um, and also because of um, the, the effects of it, the questions have been raised about maybe being beneficial for things like brain disorders um, like Parkinson's disease, um, Alzheimer's, sleeping disorders, things like that. Um, mm. But there, again, is no human trials to support that. So at the minute, again, 
10, 20 years down the line, it may well come out that it's absolutely amazing. But at the minute, there is nothing to support any of that. Um, so for me, you know, if you want to lose weight, that balance is there. Most people don't want to avoid carbohydrates and we don't have to. And if you go into this ketosis with the all raving about and then you go crazy on the carbs on a cheat meal, like I see a lot of people doing, it's knocking you back out of it. And you don't just get back into it within a certain amount of time. You know, it doesn't automatically go back in when you lower those carbs again. So it's it's a lot, a lot of people that do it will do it wrong as to what it should be. So it's it's very difficult. I'm not a fan of it, um, and there's plenty of risks there. So you know, what, what are some of those risks? Well, for starts, you know, the positive from them is they lose a lot of weight fast. Now mm-hmm. you will see on my Instagram that when people check in with their weight, sometimes you see some really big losses, and that is just the first week on a diet. Your body, when you do something, whether it's reducing those carbs or whether you're eating really really clean your body will release whatever toxins and whatever water it wants to early. So I've had people that have lost a lot of weight in the first week, and I don't aim for a big weight loss, as you know, but it just comes out. And that's the same on keto, but it's no different to just changing your diet up. The 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 the, the evidence there shows that it is not more beneficial than a normal, healthy, balanced diet for weight loss. You know, you may lose a lot initially first, but then it will level out and eating carbs and and maintaining a healthy balanced diet is just as effective for weight loss. So it doesn't stack up that you that you avoid carbs just to lose weight when you can do the exact same whilst eating carbs. Um so to answer your question, <laughs> risks, you know, low blood sugar levels, uh, metabolic derangement, vitamin deficiencies, mineral deficiencies. Um, you can have stunted growth in children, um, heart abnormalities, gut mm-hmm. issues. You might not be able to go to the toilet. Um, big one for me is, you know, the longer you do it, the more chance you've got of building up intolerances to certain foods. So, you know, if you avoid carbs for such a massive period of time and then maybe one night, you're like, oh, I'm craving a pizza two years down the line, you might never be able to, pro- your body might not be able to deal with, you know, bread and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, and and there's the long-term effects of this because it's new, aren't known. So just like the benefits aren't known, if there was ever to be any, the long-term effects also aren't known. Um, so there's been some pretty scary stories out there as well recently. Oh, really? Yeah, so I've just seen a few over the weekend, plenty of them who have have to have the gallbladders removed um and they put that down to following a ketogenic diet yeah i mean that, that makes 100 percent sense i had my keto or i have my keto i had my gallbladder removed several years ago but when i did keto it actually i i mean you know i can't say it did that but it definitely hurt my stomach you know i had i had issues while i was on keto without a gallbladder so i could only imagine what it did to your gallbladder while it was still in there yeah, for sure, exactly. So there's a lot of things that that it that it can really damage at the same time, or potentially damage at the same time. Of you know, people just see it as oh, there's some great weight loss benefits from it, and that to them is sold. What about all the other things that you're avoiding? You know, it, it's not it's not advisable. Uh, you know, what about the effects it has on your cholesterol levels? If you're eating mm-hmm. so much, you know, of these fats, then a lot of people will see an increase in cholesterol levels. 
So it, there's a lot to, to look into it. You know, again, it's one of the things where all professional nutritionists will advise people not to follow a ketogenic diet, but, you know, unless you've got medical supervision. But then what do we know about all that? Because the influencers and Instagram and all that will hold more weight than what a professional nutritionist would say. So it's 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 like we're fighting a losing battle with keto at the minute. Right, right. And it comes to the point of, you know, any Joe Schmo can get an Instagram account and be an influencer, so to speak. Um, a doctor costs money, a nutritionist costs money, you know. So that's why there people are gravitating to these influencers. But you know, nothing worth having is cheap, you know, or, or, or free, so to speak. You know, if, if, if everybody is getting it, if everyone's giving it away, well, then it can't be that good. You know what I mean? There's got to be some reason that people are investing into their health. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, a lot of these influence was, influencers as such will get paid to promote something and get mm-hmm. certain products for free. And there's a lady at the minute in the UK um, I've tried to I've tried to report her account plenty of times because she came onto a live. She was obviously getting um, paid to promote something, and she was like, "Oh, um, these tablets will get you into ketosis in one hour." It just no, it was impossible. <laughs> but then she'd say, "I'm I'm eating in a calorie deficit." So if you're eating in a calorie deficit, why do you need to take these tablets? Why do you need to do mm. keto if you're eating in a deficit, if that one works? And then she she had to delete her post and repost another one to say it in a different way. And, mm. oh, I'm eating three times a day. Well, great. You're trying to say that not eating is the way to lose weight, but you're eating and still losing weight. There's just... You know, and she holds a lot of weight because she's got thousands and thousands of followers and hundreds of thousands of followers. Ten weeks ago, you know, she's promoting teeth whitening toothpaste. And now she's got thousands of people buying these, you know, tablets that are just complete rubbish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's there. Yeah. And I think the thing is, and I was thinking about this when you were talking about the initial weight loss of any any diet plan you go on, like you said, you're going to have that initial drop and everyone's like, it's all worked up on that because every, you know, we're in this world, this instant gratification world where we want big results, we want them quickly. And then that's it. And that's why any diet you go on the first week, everyone, oh, I, I, I rant and rave about this whole thing. But then you don't hear much from them. You don't hear a lot from people on keto, on intermittent fasting, on all these different things, because it probably stops. Whereas since I've been working with you, it's just been a steady decline in in weight. And as long as you stay balanced and stay true to what the plan is, you're going to continue to lose. It's that simple. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think people just get too wrapped up in that instant gratification. Massive, you know. Oh, lose the weight. And once you've lost it, it's like, oh, how do I maintain it? And mm-hmm. and I get this a lot, you know, with my clients is I love to get my clients to where they want to be. And then we maintain it and learn how to up our food to maintain our weight. But a lot of people will go, do you know what? I'm where I need to be now. I'll leave. And then it's like, well, what do I do? Because it's like, any, if I eat too much, I'll put weight back on. And that happens most of the time with the ketogenic diet. You know, people stop that. They put the carbs back in and automatically they'll gain a lot of weight first week because the water's being absorbed by the carbohydrates. 
on the keto thing, look up the pure look up the pure study. Um, it's been done over 10 years in 18 countries, and it's pretty much based on whole grains and all the benefits from them. So the pure study is one to look for if you're thinking about doing uh, keto. So how do people get in contact with you? How do people work with you? What what is what is it that you offer? So for me, as you know, my service is completely bespoke. So we'll have a chat and usually about an hour. Um, I'll get to learn all about my clients, what they need, what their dietary requirements are, any any illnesses, medications, whatnot, and uh, exercise activity levels and stuff. Now, that will get me to be able to understand how to base a plan on yourselves. And from there, you know, I create my plans over six hours. They take quite a lot of time to do because each person gets a specific plan for them. I'm not sort of have, I don't just have a plan that there's yours, there's yours, there's yours. It's all completely bespoke on their needs uh, because everybody's requirements and needs are completely different. Then from there, you know, as you you know yourself, we keep in contact every single day for the first couple of weeks. Once we're happy with everything, I speak to all my clients every other day. You know, even if it's just, hi man, how are you doing? Even if it's just a chat about something on a menu that you're going to have, you know, whatever it may be, I'm always in touch every other day. And that's good. And, and especially, you know, a lot... A lot of my listeners are in the US and everyone that has had questions are like, well, if he's in if he's in the UK, how does he maintain conversation with you with the time difference? I'm like, you make it work. It's not it's not as hard as you think. Exactly. I mean, if you look at the time zone differences, you know, I could go to bed at 9 p.m. and I'm up at 5 a.m., which are my working hours, 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. in the UK. If you're five hours behind, I've got you all day until 4 or 5 p.m. in the afternoon. So all your working day and, and, and awake day is there. If you're working in the evenings, I've got most of that. You know, it's only seven, eight hours of the day where I'm not available. So mm-hmm. it's not an issue at all, as you know. Another question is what 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 are your prices? How do people, you know, what what is it that people need to consider when they're making this investment? So for you guys in America, we are looking at I'll just scroll because it's converting. So it's around about $200 for three months. Um, if you can also pay monthly, so we have a rolling monthly contract. And that usually works out around about $100 for the first month and then about $70 each month after. So if you pay for the um, three months up front, it works out a lot cheaper over the, over the period of time. There's also a six-month offer, which is a bit cheaper, and you get an extra month free. All of my clients, as you know, get me referrals, you get a discount. Um, and it's as simple as that. So you're pretty close to getting a free plan off me. So I'm going to have to think my business mod, uh, model soon. Right, right. Well, that's good, though. And, you know, it's we talk about the shakes. We talk about the teas. We talk about uh, the juices. We talked about all these different things that people are spending loads of money on. And thinking that it's going to make them lose weight, it's going to make them healthy, it's going to make them happy. Here we are. You're saying for three months, pay $200. And I can tell you for those three months, I've been happy, healthy, my stomach. I had bad uh, issues with my stomach post-gallbladder removal. I haven't had any of those issues. So, you know, it's very simple. It's really not that expensive. People, you know, that's the big thing. They don't want to throw down $200. It's not that big of a deal. You're going to spend more money on all these different things that you think are going to help you when it really isn't. 
Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's and, and I've got a lot of people that ask me five, ten times prices and over a period of a couple of years, and then they eventually sign up and they're like, Oh, it's the best thing I've done. You know, people see the two hundred dollar price tag and think and I understand, you know, it's 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 money that you've got to lay out. I, I get it, but they don't see that I have rates to pay, tax to pay, I also have um a personal assistant to pay so and the work to do so that all that money just doesn't go straight in my pocket like anything you know it, it's a lot lot less so it's all got to be accounted in for so and um, i think that i provide an amazing service for the qualifications that i've got and i also need to pay off my student loan <laughs> right right it'd be one thing if you were presenting this information there wasn't a scientific backing for it there wasn't a governmental agency saying that no he's qualified or anything. If the results weren't there, that'd be one thing. But, you know, you can go to Nick's social medias and you will see the results and they are constant. It is not, you know, I remember I when I was just starting to think about signing up with you, I shared one of your before and afters. And of course, a naysayer was like, oh no, that's a different person. I was like, yeah. it's, it's not a different person. I mean, because there was a tattoo and it was on a different side. I'm like, it's in the mirror, that picture. I know the exact one. Someone commented on my uh, my fiance's um, mum shared that. And they said, oh, he's got a tattoo up his arm here and it's lower yeah. down on the other arm. I'm like, well, one, he's, someone's took it of him. And one, he's taking it of himself in the mirror. So it's completely flipped backwards. <laughs> and I feel like, well, do you want me to show you his face? You know? Right, right. Yeah. And just people are just so eager to be negative or just find the fault in this because honestly, it almost sounds too good to be true that for for it's, it's really a reasonable amount of money, such a success and such a change in your body type. Now, the other thing is, let's say you don't want to lose weight. What Let's say that, hey, I'm, I'm okay with where I'm at, but I'm just worried about gaining too much. Or let's say I want to bulk up in muscle. Do you offer services for that as well? Yeah, so, you know, I offer a lot. You know, I've got weight gain, weight loss. They're just the typical, you know, ones for me that everyone, you know, does nowadays. Now, for me, I do a lot of things with gut issues. I do a lot of things with sort of digestive issues. Um, I've also got people that have um, eating disorders. So weight loss and weight gain isn't just what it is about for me. You know, I do, I do cover everything. You'll see on the social media side of things that it's all weight loss or weight gain because that's what I can post. I'm not going to post, oh, this person's got an eating disorder and now that they haven't, you know, it, it's just not, it's just not a nice thing to do. It's too personal, but you'll see a lot of weight loss and a weight gain and feel like that's all I do. I cover a lot, a lot of areas. Um, so weight gain. Yeah. Let's, let's build some muscle, you know, guys, if you're big in the gym and you want to be, you want to get even meaner when you're going out to calls in your police cars, then <laughs> shout, we can eat some donuts. There you go. <laughs> what about, um, you know, we've talked about this, like IBS and things like that. Do you, do you work with that? Yeah. Yeah. So I work a lot with IBS and, and it's quite simple. You know, we set a strategy out where we create something like a food symptom diary. You know, there's no, there's no definite yeses that you can eat or sorry, should I say definite no's for everybody? Every single person is different. So it's about coming together, working closely and just making sure that we work together to be able to eliminate the foods that we can't have and add in the ones that we can. I love working with IBS. 
That's awesome. I know a couple of people that I work with personally and they're, they have, they have, they struggle with it and they've had it their whole lives and it's just, they haven't been able to figure out what works for them. And it's just a miserable experience. And I, I haven't had IBS, but the issues I had with my stomach post gallbladder, I almost self-diagnosed myself with it. And, you know, like I said, working with you has just been a miracle. So um, if people want to contact you, how do they do it? So um, you can fly fly me over to America if you want to <laughs> get me out of England um, or Instagram, Nick Wall Nutrition. Um, I won't give you the private Instagram because, again, my clients get access to a private Instagram. Um, Nick Wall Nutrition on Instagram, Nick Wall Nutrition on Facebook and NickWallNutrition.com is the website to look at as well. Perfect, perfect. So um, if someone wants to sign up with you right now, do they just – where where do they go? Let's go to any of those and hit me with a message. You'll either get me or my assistant replies. Tell them 10, 8 means sent you. Okay, perfect. And um, that's what we need. And we are going to wrap up the show right now. We are going to play Signal 3, which is hit and run. So we're going to go through a couple of these questions really quick. Don't think about them too uh, too long and we'll just we'll do that and then we'll get out of here all right so here we go you ready yeah if you could identify as a sandwich what would it be cheese and pickle what have you never heard of cheese and pickle i have not <laughs> it's like oh just google cheese and pickle sandwich okay all right that that is definitely this is going to be fun because these are all uk answers and i have no idea what this is this is great all right, cheese and pickle. All right, uh, where is your dream vacation destination? Sorry to say, Florida. Love it. Really? Yeah, man. What what part of what part of Florida? Orlando. I've been to Miami and Orlando. We, we got a holiday cancelled there last year. I love it. I love going to Disney with my fiance or Miami when I've been with my friends. I just love it. That's awesome. When you go to Orlando, let me know and we'll meet up. Hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> what uh, What's your favorite movie? Uh, Training Day. Okay. Okay. Win, winning over the cops right now. That's good. That's a wise answer. Uh, what is your go-to day off alcoholic drink? Something called uh, Ruben, Spice Woman Diet Coke. It's called Takamaka from the Seychelles. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite donut flavor? Oh, man. I don't know. Cinnamon. Okay. All right. That's a good one. Okay. If you were walking into the biggest moment of your life, what song would you want to be played in the background? Oh, you'll hate me. Uh, Bruce Springsteen, Badlands. Okay. All right. That's a different one. I like it. What has been the uh, proudest moment of your career? Getting you. Now, nah, I don't know. Oh, that's, that's a so difficult sweet. one. Um, uh, maybe getting someone out of an eating disorder. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Very good. Let's see. Lost my spot here. What was your childhood dream job? A train driver. Really? Yeah. Like like locomotive steam engine kind of thing? Thomas the Tank Engine. I've got yeah, a tattoo okay. of it. <laughs> if you weren't doing your current job, what what do you think you would be doing? Um, teaching PE. Okay. Did you ever do sports? Yeah, yeah. So I, I uh, worked as a sports coach at a uh, elementary school, do you call it, for young children. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. Very cool. Very cool. What what sports do you play? Uh, cricket, which you oh. guys aren't, you know. Uh, used to play football, golf, and a bit of skiing. 
Okay, okay. Is uh, is hurling a thing over there? Because I know in Ireland it was hurling. Yeah. No. no. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I went to Ireland, that was that's like their national pastime. Yeah. Um, and like each city had their own team and everything. I didn't know if it was like a whole European thing or not. Um, who is your favorite Looney Tune? Oh, Daffy Duck. Okay, I can see that, that one. Because I can't remember <laughs> any of them. <laughs> um, let's see. If you could describe your significant other in one word, what would it be? Ace. Okay. Like it. If you could share a meal with one person, dead or alive, that you've never met, who would it be and what would you order? So if I had a meal with someone, sorry, what would I order and who would it be? Yeah, one person, dead or alive, that you've never met. Who would oh. it be and what would you order? Um, hmm, I'd order some sushi and it would be with Bruce Springsteen. Okay, okay. Fan of the boss. Yeah, I oh, love him. Okay. You know, and I'm I'm originally from New Jersey. Actually, I played in a band and our first show was at the place where he got his start too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Just do your own thing. Okay, I like that. If you were given a do-over, what is something in your life that you would do differently? A do-over. Sorry, what's that? <laughs> like uh like a, like a, like a mulligan in golf if you had if you got a chance to do something um, again yes okay um maybe not work for my dad when i was younger okay okay uh what is your favorite late night snack oatmeal really before i go to bed every night really okay yeah final question if you were stuck in a foxhole, who would you want to be trapped with to help you get out? I have one of you guys, because you police, aren't you? <laughs> That's a good one. Very, very resourceful. I like it. All right. Once again, Nick Wall, thank you very much for stopping by and, and having this chat with me. I hope it uh, really opened people's eyes to nutrition, what's good for them and what's not. And I really appreciate all the help you've done for me in the past few months as well. I appreciate everything you've got for me, man. Putting me out there. It's amazing. Perfect. And one more time, I know we said it a moment ago, just what, what's your uh, what's your Instagram and all that? Nick Wall Nutrition, Instagram and Facebook, and nickwallnutrition.com is the website. Perfect. All right, Nick, thank you very much for your time, and everybody else, we'll be right back. again special thanks to nick wall uh for taking the time sharing some of this wisdom with us hopefully you guys put it to use guys just go message him don't delay stop making excuses and get after it just just do it tell him that you heard about him on the 10 a podcast and he will get you going and you will not regret it at all i promise all right so we're gonna wrap today 
Um, for today's code for check, I'm going to share something that I saw this past weekend from an Instagram page called Thin Blue Line Spirituality. The picture they shared says this. Six things mentally strong people do. One, they move on. They don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves. Listen, it's just like old Rafiki said in The Lion King. The past can hurt, but it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Okay? Learn from it and move on. I've said that before. Number two, embrace change. Welcome challenges. I've talked about this before a few episodes ago. The obstacle is the way. When things get hard, you know you're on the right path. The only thing that I would say with that is you need to be cognizant of the fact where you're either on the wrong path or the right path. And they can look the same, but it's up to you to decide. But don't be so quick to just give up. Number three, they stay happy. They They do not waste energy on things they can't control. We talk about this all the time. Amor Fati. It's loving fate. Whatever happens, just stay happy. Listen, bad things are going to happen and you cannot control them, okay? All you can worry about is how things that happen affect you and how you respond to them. It's really, this six uh, six things is coming down to what I've been talking about for 16 weeks now. Four, they are kind, fair, and unafraid to speak up. Kind and fair, that's what I talked about in the beginning of this episode. And unafraid to speak up, you know, I mean, that's what we are. We, you know, there's no reason to not do what's right. Five, they're willing to take calculated risks. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. You know, you've got to be willing to do things that others won't. So you can do what others don't. But don't be naive about it either. So, and the final thing, they celebrate other people's success. They do not resent that success. That one was hard for me. And I talked about this in a previous episode in the beginning of one of them that I saw people that I was growing up with, people I went to school with doing the things that I wanted to do. And it pissed me off. I was so uh, resentful. I was, I, I had, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. I had everything that they had, I wanted. And the moment I stopped focusing on that and started focusing on how to get there, now I've got everything that I wanted several years ago. So think about it. All those things that I just described, I've talked about ad nauseum. And I just, I'm going to keep doing it because these are all things that I believe in and I want us all to be happy and healthy. And that's a great start. Once again, Thin Blue Line Spirituality on Instagram. Go check them out. They post a lot of great things and you will not regret it. So that does it for today's show, everyone. I am so thankful, once again, as always, that you've checked us out. Please find us on Instagram, 108 underscore memes. I'm also on Facebook. Started posting a little bit more on there, uh, which is just 108 memes. Uh, if you're going to do the hashtag route, there's no underscore in Facebook. I also have a merch store with t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, wristbands. I actually am going to have a new t-shirt coming out by the end of the month, probably beginning of next month. Um, that store is 10-8-memes.equidecwid.com. Working on a shorter uh, domain for that. But for now, that's the spot you want to check out. Lots of good things. I'm going to try to get some other merch items soon, but I got to get rid of what I have and then we can uh, 
do that. I'll do a special in, in the very near future. I also, I'm on Spotify as far as music. Look up 10-8 music for my personally cultivated list of tunes for either the squad car, the gym, or for when you're unable to please your lady friend, whatever. It makes great mood music, and I'm very happy to make a soundtrack for your life. So you're welcome. Now, before we shove off today, um, it's been a minute since I checked the voicemail. Let's go ahead and uh, let's do that right now. I love you. You know, I really hate when Sergeant Shakebox calls and leaves me messages. I can't stand it. Anyway, that one wasn't supposed to be in there. Let's let's try again. Hey, yo, I want to give a big shout-out, especially my boy Charlie, for all the love and support he's showing all of us back and still in FTO. Y'all be safe. That's one of the things that I always try to do. I try to reach out to the new guys and, and at least a couple of them and give some guidance. I'm not I'm not a training officer or anything like that, but... You know, they are part of the team. They passed the academy. Now they got to get through field training, and, and eventually they'll be one of us. The You know, the, their heart is in the right place, so why why discourage that? I never understood that. Never understood the hazing. I, I can get giving a hard time and, and really testing their mettle, but uh, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, listen, if you want to leave a message, if you want to give a shout-out, ask a question, or just be random, give me a call, 352-610-1692. It's also in the description, and it's on my Instagram. You can actually just press a button, and it'll bring you right to call me. That's it. We're done. The music for this week was Troublemaker by Weezer, We Will Fall Together by Streetlight Manifesto, Badlands by The Boss Bruce Springsteen, and we are about to end with I'm Not Alone by Patent Pending. Check us out. In just seven days, when my guest will be Instagrammer and podcaster officer Logan Campbell. We're going to talk music, movies, TV, and beyond. It's going on like Donkey Kong, as he said. You don't want to miss it, so be sure to tune in seven days from right now. Until next time, take care of each other and be safe. 10-8, out. I'll write songs for Pam from the office Cause I think that she's hot A dollar ten worth of gas Please cause it's all that I've got A cell phone with my own ringtone Except the speaker is blown I'll bring it back, I'm in the zone It's like I never wanted anything Till I saw you But now I'm doing everything A boy can do To be a smoothest Efron Big TV, turn it on I'm a media consumer till now I'm hearing rumors that the world has gone insane We've lost our brains, we need a longer vacation Less medication to help us through The crazy thing to I'm not nervous Cause I know that I'm not alone Our cars would be flying Why the hell am I so grounded Then our scientists still trying Cause we've all been misled We'll just download instead